Well, we are in actually in week two of this series uh, called The Arrival of Christmas. And today we're talking about, obviously, the arrival of the gift. The arrival of the gift. And uh, this whole season, you know, it brings so many wonderful things with it. Uh, but I don't know about you, but especially uh, one of my favorite times is when we open up gifts. And it is pretty amazing to have that time together. And so today, just for a few minutes, I want to talk about the arrival of this gift. Uh, can you think back to when you were little? Uh, what was one of your favorite gifts as a kid growing up? Can you remember that? Can you think back to maybe what it was? Because I remember being about, I don't know, maybe nine or ten years old, and I got a bat cave. And it changed my life. I have a picture of it. This is, this is actually what it looked like. How many, anybody else have this bat cave? Anyone else have this? I thought I had died and gone to heaven because I finally had that thing to play with. It was so cool. Um, now, I can't remember my very first gift I ever got. Maybe you can. I doubt it. Uh, but for these shepherds who were in a field 2,000 years ago, they actually got their very first Christmas gift as an adult. Right? Wouldn't that be sad, going your whole life without Christmas gifts? But this was the reality for this group of shepherds. 2,000 years ago, here they are, in a field, minding their own business. It's under the cover of night, and they're watching over their sheep that are sleeping. And they received the very first Christmas gift. And this is how the birth of Jesus was announced in them. And we pick up this story in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 8. It says this, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night, right? Just minding their own business. And imagine this, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. Now, how many know if you're minding your own business and an angel shows up, you're probably a little nervous, right? I mean, that would kind of freak you out. What happened to them? It says, the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly, what's that word? They were afraid. And we'd all say, "Uh uh-huh, I get it. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be to all people. How many people? All people, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior. And that one word may not mean a whole lot to you unless maybe you grew up around church and understand maybe that word means. But for the people like these shepherds who had been waiting for generations for a Savior to arrive, this was indeed the best news they could have received. It says, in, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. So what was this gift? It was the good news that they no longer needed to try to save themselves. This was good news for them. Because for many generations, they had been fixated on trying to save themselves by going through all the right rituals and jumping through all the right hoops. And it's actually not that different from today, even though we're 2,000 years past this point. Because there's many people that hope to do enough good to outweigh their bad. And in turn, they hope that that will be enough to get them to heaven. And what an amazing thing that this gift brought with it, not the hope of maybe going to heaven, 
but the promise of knowing that we can know, not just hope, we can know that we're going to heaven. Because the truth is, and you know this, you probably sense this somewhere deep inside, there's not enough good works that any of us could do that would make up for all of our bad. There's just not. There's not enough good things that we could accomplish to make up for our sin. But the amazing thing is that not only was this good news for the shepherds 2,000 years ago, this is good news for us all these years later. A Savior has been born for all people. And last time I checked, all means all, right? That's all of us, every single person that he would come and be born for. And he didn't just stay a baby, but he lived a sinless life and went to Calvary and died on the cross and took all of our sin, all of our mistakes, all of our bad choices upon himself so that he could take away our sin because we can't save ourselves. And that's why this is such good news that it's not about our effort or what we do, but it's about what he's already done for us. Three days later, he rose again from the dead and more than 500 eyewitnesses saw him alive and talked with him and ate with him. And they wrote about these things so that we could know the eyewitness accounts about the life of Jesus. And I always say, I mean, anybody that can predict their own death and resurrection and pull it off, we just kind of go with what they say, you know? I mean, anybody that can do that. And that's exactly what Jesus did. And it means that his gift of forgiveness for us, the arrival of Christmas, it brings with it Yes, gifts, and yes, the carols, and yes, the trees, and decorations, but it brings with it the gift of forgiveness that we don't have to try to save ourselves anymore, that we can lean on his forgiveness, and it's readily available for anybody who asks for it. It means that his love for us is unconditional, and it's available for anyone who wants to receive it. And that is why God sent a Savior the greatest gift ever that we could ever receive on Christmas. He sent Jesus to be born into our world in human flesh so that we could be saved. Saved from ourselves. Saved from our sin. And if you like football games like I do, once in a while when everyone's kicking a field goal, all of a sudden you see this big sign and it says John three sixteen. Have you ever seen that? And have you ever looked up that verse? And if you haven't, or maybe you grew up at church, you might remember it. But it's a simple one, yet so profound. And it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave. That he gave. Why? Because you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And Jesus was so important to our future. And God loved us so much that he gave his one and his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Didn't say, oh, you gotta jump through a bunch of hoops and well, if you do enough good, no, no, no. He says, you will not perish, but you will have everlasting life. And this is what the true miracle of Christmas is really all about, that he gave us Jesus as the best gift that anyone could receive, the gift of a savior. And so I hope this Christmas, you see a God who is offering you this gift of salvation that Jesus brings and I hope that you'll receive it by opening your heart to him, by asking him to forgive your sin, by asking him to be the leader of your life, and simply admitting in humility, God, I can't do this alone. 
I can't figure this out on my own. I can't save myself. I need you. And there's something amazing, power, amazingly powerful that happens when we can admit that. And so maybe that would be something that you would consider in this Christmas season. And if you're in that spot where you want to receive that forgiveness um, and you want to make Jesus Christ the leader of your life and let him begin to work in your heart, you can just silently, right from where you're saying, ask him and just say, Jesus, would you forgive me? I want to be your son. I want to be your daughter. I want you to be the leader of my life. You can whisper that right now to him and he'll hear it. He'll hear your heart. And so God, we thank you for this incredible day that we could join together as a different communities, as a church, as individuals to really see what Christmas is all about. And really it begins with you, by you sending your son, Jesus, to die for us, who rose again so that we can have hope for a new life, not just in heaven, but here right now. So we thank you for this day. We thank you for these families. We pray your blessing over them. These different community partners, your blessing over them and all that they're doing, your protection over them. Uh, we thank you uh, for what is happening in our cities and for the power of generosity and the power of the miracle that can be at Christmas time. So we thank you for this example. We thank you for your love and for your forgiveness that is available to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.